Too Many Comics, episode 179. Brooks, we've been, uh, so I'll just jump right in and say the, you know, the regular show, 179. Tomorrow we are confirmed for our interview for with the Spencer and Locke creators. Uh, both will be on the line. Um, so we've got two shows that will be coming out uh, very quickly. And, uh, you know, you've been hard at work on trying to secure another guest. I know. Listen, we discussed uh, an earlier uh, earlier episode that I've been a big fan of the actress playing basically Harley Quinn on the latest episode of Gotham. Or latest, uh, I guess, what, what, season, whatever it is. So I got my druthers and I emailed her manager. His name is Don. Just being like, hey, let's have Ron. I, I linked her to, to, to the podcast, to the website. We can see – we're not like some Johnny-come-latelys being like she can call in. I even like try to like you know give some like New York swag, which is laughable if you know me. Being like we're based out of New York City. Lies. <laughs> <laughs> no response. So uh, it's not, okay. uh, not, not, even, not even a no thank you, which that's just sad. It is kind of sad. Yeah, well. Her and by kind of, I mean, really sad. Her career's in the toilet after this, clearly. She's passed up her one shot to be really famous. Well, we at least do have, you know, our first interview spectacular in quite some time. I want to say yeah, maybe, that... maybe a year and a half, two years. Um, so excited yeah. about that. Yeah, we, uh, it's we, high time. We both have caught up on Spencer and Locke Volume 1, which I think we'll talk a little bit about uh, later in the show. Uh, we were lucky enough to get an advanced copy of the first issue of the second series, which... I have not read yet, but I will do so before the interview. Um, so, yeah, stay tuned uh, to this feed for that interview to hit. Uh, likely, you know, maybe this weekend sometime. Do you know where they're calling in from? What what geo? Where are they? Uh, that's a good question. I did not know. Okay. Well, I was hoping. But, uh, they are on the West Coast. Well, at least David at least is. <laughs> David who? Hmm. I need to ask him how to pronounce the last name. Uh, Pepose. You're not going to get me uh, tricked up again here. Uh, Pepose. <laughs> uh, I will say, um, you know, we've talked a lot, so we've got some some TV follow up type stuff in here, and to uh, to prep for for things that are happening. So, just to kick off, uh, one thing: Cloak and Dagger season two is coming out April fourth, twenty nineteen. So that's been confirmed. We got a new teaser for the Umbrella Academy, which comes out this Friday, where they Look show off Hazel and Cha Cha. Looking, look, I'm looking forward to that. I have concerns, though. I'm not going to watch it for like days. Oh, man. So here's the thing. I am going to be on a flight Friday. So Friday night, I assume these things are going to hit around midnight. If not, in the morning, I will download every episode. I figure before I land, I can get through at least three, maybe four. I should have the series wrapped up by the time I come home. Where are you going? I am going to the D.C. area. Oh, are you coming like, near this way? Yes, near. Thanks for, thanks for nothing. But uh, more importantly, uh, I mean, I'm going to be at a wedding, so I can't watch any of it. Nothing. Uh, none. None. Well, to prep for it, I've been kind of trying to blow through some TV that I've been way behind on. So I've got two episodes left of Runaways, um, maybe four left of Punisher, uh, which Tara, who previously has been on the show, my wife, is is actually a fan. I think this is her favorite of the really any, any comic book stuff that she's she's seen. Yeah, she likes the more – she likes that he's, like, not super-powered – per se it's more street level type stuff um yeah so it's a, a little more even though his he's got some powers of that you know he probably should have been dead a long time ago but you know it's comic books okay what are you gonna do and uh i started i think i'm through three episodes of iron fist um so trying to make my way through you know that's there's a lot to read i have, still have a life 
baby on the way, working lots, can't get to all of these TV shows like others can instantaneously. So, uh, you know, I'm doing my best here. Yeah, I feel you. But Umbrella Academy, I will knock out. Um, I think it's awesome. I, I still can't believe I've I tweeted a couple times, um, you know, that, that number five is going to be on screen. It's, it's hard to fathom that Hazel and Cha-Cha are characters that are going to be introduced to, you know, a, a wider audience. Now these, these two killers that eat candy, um, it's going to be insane to see it. I can't wait to uh, see it come to uh, come to light. So I have been trying to pimp this show to whoever will listen because I, I feel other than you and of course you're my very good friend. Uh, I need to be able to discuss this with somebody up here in person. And uh, my buddy Hartley, I keep being like, you, you, you have to watch the show. It's on the side of buses now. Uh, it, it's everywhere. You, but, but I get this whole like, I don't like uh, shows about teenagers. And I, I got the same thing with Resistance to Deadly Class. I'm like. I guess they're technically young people, but like this is not like your like your grandma's TV show about teenagers here. Come on, yeah, Which, that I mean, seems, what, seems pretty stupid. I mean, so like, please get, no get, get get in get well. Yeah, I mean, you cause like you see it. So please, it, it looks so good and, and and interesting and dark and weird, and you know it because it's Netflix. All bets are off. We could see like. Like nudity on the show. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> that's always something. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, and uh, last bit. So just before recording, I got some follow up from my brother, who is an avid listener. He has been catching up on shows. Apparently, um, he dates back to he asked if I canceled my pool list after Tara made fun of the employees at the uh, comic book store, which I have not yet. I haven't been back, um, but I did mention that I was going to do some, some mailing of, of my pool list. Um, so he was checking up on no one texting about her appearance. He said, if you're ordering hard copies online, check out DCBS.com. That's what I use. Almost everything is 40% or more off cover. And then we, we wondered if he was still watching a lot of the Arrowverse stuff. So he actually did say, I will at some point go back and watch the crossover episodes of the Arrowverse crisis and the Batwoman stuff, but haven't yet. I quit all those shows a couple of seasons back and begrudgingly watched the Thinker season of Flash at the request of my friend. It wasn't that good. So there you go. Well, I mean, uh, he's the only person I that watched any of that stuff. So if he's not into it, then who the hell is? Somebody, because it keeps getting renewed. Sure. <laughs> no, right. Nobody that I know. Yeah. Not, I mean, my, not, not my brothers. Yeah. Um, do they Have they read one comic book in their life? They haven't heard a stitch of this show. Uh, I wouldn't believe that. Which is... Which, which is the lowest impact thing you can all do? Their, all their baseball games that you supported them at, and they can't listen to one episode. Uh, among other ball games. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so some actual books. We had uh, two new number ones this week. We'll start it off with Old Man Quill number one. Obviously, out of Marvel Comics, uh, being done by what's his name off the top of my head. Um, I'm trying to read it as Ethan Sachs. Saw. Ethan Sachs, yeah. same guy yep. that did Old Man Hawkeye. Yes, yeah, um, yeah, so Peter Quill used to be Star Lord, so set in a, in a future world. Obviously, he's Old Man Quill. Um, most of his friends are gone. He's not with Guardians of the Galaxy anymore. He kind of gets tricked into um, trying to save. Off the top of my head, save someone, but in the midst of doing so, leaves his guard down on, of Spartax, and it, everything goes to shit. And well, no, he was trying. He so he was defending his home planet, Spartex, amongst like invaders. Okay, and, but, but then when he, he left, at, he left his fa- his family behind. Yeah, and being like, if we got this, and then like he was, then they were like, psych, we lured you away from your planet so we could blow that shit up, and yeah. now you're fucked. Yeah. So if I if I fucking boil that down to <laughs> my interpretation of this, that 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 was my interpretation of it. 
So uh, and then we flash forward some amount of times where he's going to hyperspace and coming out to get drunk enough to go back into hyperspace. And then he's intercepted by the Guardians of the Galaxy, missing only Groot, I feel like. Yes. And Rocket's old. He's got a cane. Uh, everyone's obviously old. But we, we got Gamora, Drax, Mantis, and uh, Rocket coming to check up on him. This this was kind of – this caught me off guard a little bit because I feel like it happened very quickly in the book um, where he made mention of not being with the Guardians anymore and you know the crew being broken up and blah, blah, blah. Uh, I guess I just didn't expect to see them come to his aid. It, it, they made it seem like it ended on bad terms or you know some devastating loss. I, I didn't expect them to instantly find him dozing off in in space and you know come need him. That it kind of threw me threw me for a little loop there. I mean, once again, it, it was you know I enjoyed the Old Man Hawkeye run by the same creative team, uh, but but I feel like they're they they're they're milking this old man card too much. Yes, I would agree. And, and, and I, if they even said that this was like a six book run, I'd be even I, I would, I'd be that much more engaged than like twelve. So I thought it was okay. I thought it was, I thought it was okay. Yeah, and uh, critics agree. So it's got seven point one critics, seven point two user. That's uh, the definition of okay. Well, I know I call my season <laughs> once again. That's that's been a catchphrase of this episode. Actually. Um, elsewhere we had out of DC Comics, Female Furies number one. Um. <laughs> A ragtag group of women fighters led by Big Barda. No, uh, she's a, she's she's not even leading it. She's not the leader. Uh, who's the leader? Some other chick. I, if I, let me look real quick. If I had to look, I would say it was uh, Ariel or something. Okay, I thought Big Barda was the one leading them, but Ariel was like the like the hot what, shot. One point was like, "You're the biggest and strongest of all of us. We we must do what you have to do." Yes, we're well, we're spoiling our review right now. But yeah, uh, j- jump right in, please. Um, so I had the same sort of feeling of when after I read the first few issues of Mister Miracle, where I would, where I don't know any of these people other than Big Barda. Um, you know, obviously I get Apocalypse. Anything I know about Apocalypse and Dark Side, I know from Mister Miracle. So the people that they're talking about, the fights that they're waging. Uh, I feel really lost. Um, I feel like there were some good interactions in this, um, but I don't know. I feel like I, I'm not Mr. Miracle. I didn't. I felt like I wasn't smart enough at at the onset to really grasp what was going on in, in the whole universe. But now I'm in this. It's it's not that I'm not smart enough. It's that I'm just like overwhelmed with all of the characters. Um, I, but I feel like it could be half decent as it gets going. Um, you know, there was some funny, some funny panels, some humor mixed in, you know, I obviously like big Barda from the Mr. Miracle series. I feel like this is a book kind of book that, that DC doesn't have going right now that we see Marvel try. Like they, they had the, um, God, I forget what the, what the title was called, but it was like the all woman Avengers team. Uh, 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 uh Avengers, a, a Avengers. Something yeah. Like yeah. A team. Okay. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, this is something that, that Marvel's been doing and successfully. I mean, I think that had a decently long run. Um, so I think it's cool that this exists, that it's out there. Um, I might take another look after a few issues go down, uh, but not something that I would sub- sub- subscribe to at all because I feel very lost and I don't have the time to all right. myself. So we, so we get this whole, uh, flash forward, flashback sitch where it's uh, granny goodness She's just called goodness back in the day, mm-hmm. and and I'm I'm not I don't mean to make fun. That's I learned that this in this book, where we basically learned that on Apocalypse that sisters are having a hard time, you know, getting their their due. 
And so this this team has been assembled. By all accounts, they are kicking ass. They're tough. They're they're competent, but they're still be, being made to feel like second class, if not like you know, made, made to feel like subservient to the male warriors of this planet. And they've had enough. That's that's the basic takeaway of this. Am I am I being am I oversimplifying it? No, I think that's fair. Okay, and so then there's and there's a little bit in fighting, but the, and the takeaway is fuck these people. We're going to take care of this. That yes. that's the final for the final sentiment. Right. And but but I think it's like it's tough coming off a book like Mr. Miracle. And by the way, I'm meeting Tom King in three days, mm. um, where I'll discuss this. Uh, that book was just so well done, and and it, the way that it was even presented is not meant to be put alongside a book like this. The, 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 we're back into sort of like the superhero stuff with this book versus. Mr. Miracle is much more character-driven and a little more introspective. So I, I think that was where my disappointment was was the most felt. Was I was like, oh, this is not this is not as deep as I was hoping for, given what we just experienced. Yeah. And so it, it I mean, I, I'll follow your lead. If if you find out in three or four books this book is worth following, I'll I'll give it a go. But after book one, I was like, this is not what I was looking for. Like that, like that. Yeah. It um. You know, and Shamlin Osford just had pulling that over just because the the big Barda connection and what it's coming off of. But yeah, that was a good way to put it. It, it wasn't as deep. It, it's a completely different read and tone and everything else. Um, it's not to say it's it's bad, but you know, it's just different. Don't go in expecting that. Right. So we've got a seven seven point critic rating on this and a four point seven user rating. Yeah, I mean that's where I fall somewhere between those two. Okay. What about you? Uh. I mean, I don't know that I would be any that much harsher than I was with uh, Old Man Quill. I mean, seven. I mean, it, it's okay. And for, probably for some people, they really loved it. Like the audience that, that the A-Team and, and Marvel probably picks up on. Um, and that doesn't mean just women. I'm sure there's men that enjoy that as well. But, uh, yeah, probably around a, a seven. I mean, it's, it's well put together. It's got cool characters. You know, the the art wasn't bad or anything. It's just, uh, you know, it wasn't for me at the onset. It's also like like you said, or like, like I said, and you agreed, you you can't follow up a book with any characters from Mister Miracle, and not have it be half as good. Yeah, it's like when where did Viv Vision go after the Vision book? Like some random Avengers book that she was in or something? Uh, Defenders. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Champions. Yeah. Champions. Like uh, you know, she was just a part of this super fantastic miniseries, and now she's just like a random bit character in this thing. Um. But yeah, it's a similar type of feel. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, for next week, we've got Avengers No Road Home, number one of 10. The team that brought you Avengers No Surrender reunites for an all new weekly Avengers adventure. Night has fallen across the universe. Now seven Avengers and one new addition journey forth to bring back the light. But when the threat they face has destroyed even the gods, will anyone make it home? This is written by Al Ewing, Mark Wade, and Jim Zub, art by Paco Medina. Okay, so I, mean, I like the whole weekly thing again. Yes. If, if, if this is even like okay, I'm back in. And I like those writers. I like I like Paco Medina's work. I don't know what, what, I'm, what I'm stepping into this way, but uh, okay, cool. All right, I'm on board. I mean, eventually you have to finish Uncanny X-Men, yes? Yes, I will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, what, I mean, how many issues is it going? Well, I mean, the, the, the thing you have to finish is one book away if, okay. if, if, we've, if we've kept track. All right. I think it's eight or nine. Nine? Nine? But uh, <laughs> but uh, and then then you're done with that arc. Then we split off into stuff we'll discuss in a minute. But um, that's all you have to do. Okay, cool. I can do it, we'll and see. I will. Uh, well, I guess we'll see. <laughs> all right. What else did you get to this week? 
So I started off with, as promised, the spinoff books from the um, the last run of Uncanny X-Men, which was uh, uh, Nathan Summers coming in and just fucking shit up, just ruining reality. And the first of the ongoing titles out of this is Age of X-Men, the Marvelous, the Marvelous X-Men, um, one of five. This is done by Lonnie Nadler and Zach Thompson, who I want to say are coming to uh, Midtown Comics eventually. Um it was it was okay. Um, we we basically are learning how this team has come together. We've got Jean Grey. We have a handless apocalypse, which is unusual. Nightcrawler, um, uh, Weapon X. I'm sorry. What, what do they call her in this one? Not Weapon X. Uh, like X X13. Just learning how this world functions. We learn things like they don't have relationships. There's no love. It's it's all functional. And the mutants are basically the dominant species of this planet. The cover was done by Phil Noto. Awesome. I wish for more of that, but by and large, I might give it one more decent cliffhanger, which of course splits off another um, book of this whole like spinoff series, which which stars Apocalypse. So we'll see what happens. I read Uncanny X Men number eleven. Uh, this is now we we've, we've left the original series that we discussed before with you know the weekly stuff. This is starring Cyclops, who's been back for a while, who's basically just learning what the hell happens since he's been dead. We finally get Wolverine back in this book, and then we have a character called Blindfold. There's three it, – it, this is a long book. So if you have, you know, like a six, seven dollars, that's what you're, what's, what's going to cost you. But it shows each of their stories from three different angles and three different books, which I kind of thought was kind of cool. Super Sun 7, you know how I feel about this, man. It's okay. Yeah. Anything? Anything? It's, t- it's tailed off a bit. I will say what I liked about this issue was it felt like a Batman book. So it was a you know an issue long journey of Damien. Uh, you get to hear his thoughts of doing some detective work, of piecing it together, um, getting into a battle at the end. It was very like a standard Batman issue that you would see, uh, you know. So I, I did enjoy that aspect of it. And at the end, where he you know he finally gets you know uncovers Superboy, it, it's nearing the end. I think we've got I think what this was issue seven, right? Yeah, and there are, are going to yeah. be twelve. Um, so you know something should start happening. I mean, I, I think. The book is probably nearing its point to where it's done its run. Um, you know, I'm glad it, it stuck around for this second, this second push after it was so good the first the first time. Uh, but I do think it'll finish strong. Like, get them together, stop traveling these crazy worlds and meeting all these other characters. Yeah, yeah. Like, let's see yeah. them battle the kid villains already. Yeah. Okay. And then, of course, Spencer and Locke, Volume One. Talk about it. Um, so I, for those that don't know this book, it's. It's like loosely tied to Calvin and Hobbes. So Spencer being Calvin, um, and I mean Locke being Calvin, Spencer being Hobbes. It's his, his, you know, stuffed panther that he talks to and sees. He's a detective um, solving crimes, going around with him. Uh, just from that aspect alone, uh, I've enjoyed, I enjoyed reading this, this the first volume, uh, simply because it's like a, it it brings me back to to like childhood a little bit like and and when my brother hears this he'll pick up on it i think he had every calvin and hobbs book they ever made they were scattered around the house there was one by every toilet i read calvin and hobbs all the time growing up um so just to see it you know the different the different scenes when they cut back to uh to Spencer, just, you know, like he'll say something about Spencer and the scene cuts to him and, and they see like the other characters see him as just a stuffed animal that I chuckle to that, like the old scenes of them growing up as kids. I remember specific things of Calvin and Hobbes that it's pulled from. 
I mean, the the stories itself are, you know, it's, you know, kind of sort of, I don't think there's anything more to it than, you know, some like basic detective work, some, some good um, back and forth between the two main characters. And it's, it was, it was a fun read for me. And it was, you know, I wish I had known about it before because, because quite frankly, just that connection to, to Calvin and Hobbes makes it an enjoyable read for, uh, for someone that grew up reading, reading that title specifically a lot. So we have a main character, which in this, in this case would be Locke is the mm-hmm. human, right? Yes. Okay. It's, it's, it's flipped. It's weird. Um, who's had a bit of a, a traumatic childhood. And, you know, this is where this whole manifestation of having this panther, tiger? Panther. But Panther. Be sort of his, you know, ride or die guy. And then we come to the present and all this kind of comes back to him. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty cool. Also, did you pick up on this where he's he is trying to defend a young girl whose name is Hero, which mm-hmm. to me is a clear throwback to Why the Last Man. Is am I am I reading this wrong? Uh, we'll be able to ask the creator himself. Because he said that she she was named after a character in a comic book. I was mm-hmm. like, if that's Why the Last Man, then I'm then that's I'm I mean I'm cool with it. I like it. <laughs> I mean, and and it was an e- it was an easy read. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the volume one is on, is, is on Comicsology Unlimited, so it's easy to get through. Blew right I read it, it in like, and like yeah, like two hours. Yeah, and that, and that and I and that I'm cool with that. I don't need to read things five times over to be like, did I get it? I liked it. Not everything's a Mister Miracle. It's perfectly yeah. fine. In fact, I prefer okay. it most ninety percent of the time. <laughs> but I mean, but I, I it was an enjoyable read for sure. I, I really liked it a lot. And then I guess you also got to the Umbrella Academy. Yeah, so I I made a few promises throughout our episodes that I plan to go back and read these. Um, the third volume is still going on right now, but I went back and read the first two volumes of the Umbrella Academy to prep for the show this weekend. So, you know, I, I've been reading some reviews that don't give specifics about the show, but just kind of make mention of, you know, where they may have expanded on some characters and, you know, took some things away from the book. Um, it's just been, it's been a long time since I read the two volumes. So to just have a little better understanding of the characters, be able to pick up on any nuances or where the story may go. Um, it was a nice refresher to, uh, to one of my favorite worlds that, that I've read in the past, you know, however long I've been reading books. If you could have any power set of the children, which would you pick? Um, uh, I mean, number five is my favorite. I mean, it would be sweet to go back and travel forward in time, back in time. I mean, that would be sweet. I like, is it number, uh, uh, seance. If, if I could not be like an addict, I'd like yeah. to go to like telekinesis, all that stuff. Yeah. I, I like that. I, I'm lazy though. I don't want to like reach for the remote control. <laughs> I can respect that. So there you go. All right then. Elsewhere this week. So we've got John Lehman says the words we, we've wanted to hear so long. He on, on Twitter just said more chew and people are suspecting that this means Chu will be making a return to Image Comics. I mean, I always enjoyed that book. You were the one about issue one at a comic book. I was, yes. I believe you tracked down some trades, too, maybe at the old bookstore? Mm, Probably. Okay. So are you excited about this? It's been a while since it was out, right? Uh, Yeah, it's it's been a while. But, I mean, where's the show? It was supposed to uh, star star, uh, the guy from The Walking Dead, whose name escapes me right now, but which, which, which is perfect casting. But I mean, I'll tell you what I can get. It was it was always a great book. It was always like drawn fantastically. Have you read any of this book at all? Uh, I think I read the first trade. It was on fairly certain it was on Comicsology Unlimited. I mean, I thought it was great. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a book that I need to you know one of those ones that high praise was around for a long time that I need to just buckle down and read all the way through. Yeah, get to it. 
Uh, Jupiter's Legacy. Netflix confirms cast releases character descriptions. Who's the cast? So we've got Josh Duhamel, Ben Daniels, Leslie Bibb. Okay, it's Josh Duhamel. Josh Duhamel, whatever. Uh, Matt Lanter, Mike Wade, Andrew Horton. A bunch of people that I don't know just by name alone. So, uh, anyways... Um, I remember reading maybe the first three issues of Jupiter's Legacy, Legacy many years I, ago. I always liked it. Okay, so is is this something we should be excited about? Yeah, like, okay. yeah. Well, right. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know the, the, the production value, but it, that sounds great. Okay, to me. Well, I need to go back and reread it then. I remember it being a cool story. I'm not quite sure why I dropped off. Probably because there's too many comics. I think that's what I'm saying, but I think also <laughs> because also because I believe that it uh, was like a lot of delayed starts. Uh, yeah, yep, yep, yep. I do remember that because it was billed as like his next big thing. Mark Miller, that being the creator of the. Uh, okay, funny story. So I'm googling the people that are in the show. Matt Lanter. This is the funny thing. So I walk by this barbershop every day in New York, every damn day, and they have pictures in the window about like your hairstyles which as you know like you, you can't get the hairstyle of the person in the window there, there's lots of factors at play there's do you have the same hairstyle the same like hair texture uh matt lanter is somebody that is, is literally one of the hair models <laughs> i'm not i'm not joking i every day i'm like that guy's from something and he's from this show coming up so there you go all right perfect matt lanter hair model come come get it so we've got, with the Disney-Fox merger in the works as we speak, um, that also means that Disney is going to have a controlling interest in Hulu. Um, I think they'll, they'll own close to 70% of it. Uh, I think the some report I saw. But anyways, that, you know, there's been talk of you know, what would that mean? Would, would Marvel be doing some shows on Hulu? They've already had runaways there with some other things moved to that medium. And we, we got some news this week that I don't know that, you know, I hadn't seen hinted about. Um, so it caught me by surprise. But we're going to get a slew of animated series on Hulu um, of things including Dazzler, um, Tiger and Dazzler. We got Howard the Duck, Modoc, And it's going to be based on like a, a Netflix style thing where they've got to get their own little series and then they join for something bigger. I, I think this is uh, very interesting. But this, but it's animated, yes. Yes. Okay, but so I mean, I'm okay with that. I mean, I like that they are they are trying to make a more adult oriented animated stuff, which DC has been able to do well. You have to give give them that much. Oh yeah, definitely. So let's just take all DC's cards already, all their chips, all their cards, all their gambling related paraphernalia. Fuck DC. And it's <laughs> and it, and it is. I think it's great too that Marvel has all these characters obviously not all going to be TV shows or in the movies. And some of these are kind of hard to make into full, full on, you know, roles in something like, you know, we've seen Howard the duck pop up in an old school movie and, you know, briefly in guardians of the galaxy, um, Modoc, like, you know, that would be kind of weird in a, on a big screen environment. Perhaps maybe we'll still see it someday, but regardless, you know, animation is a, is a great way to get all these people involved. And, um, you know, they've got, they've got good people on board. So Kevin Smith and Pat Oswalt, uh, are on board to, to do Howard the Duck. Um, no, wait, I'm sorry. Uh, Pat Oswalt will executive produce MODOK. Kevin Smith will executive produce Howard the Duck. Right. So, so I'm, I'm cool with, I'm cool with that. All right. And Chelsea Handler is executive producing Tiger and Dazzler. I don't like that. That's interesting. I don't like that. Right. Not a fan. I'm yeah. not a fan of hers. I'm sorry. All right. Well. 
In addition to that, uh, Hulu, to no one's surprise, has said they are open to reviving Netflix's canceled Marvel shows, quote, when they're ready. Which means never, but like, I'd li- I mean, I'd like the cinema, I'd like the hope. It's never like, going to happen. It's not, it's not going to happen. No. Uh, for one, there's probably a contract that, that these shows have to stay on Netflix for, you know, uh, at least a given amount of time. Right. Um, so by the time that they even run their course on Netflix, you'd have to get these actors and actresses back on board, pick up stories that might be, you know, that possibly sat dormant for a few years. Uh, yeah. I mean, Hulu, of course, is going to say this because they want subscribers and money yeah. and stuff. So I, I'm with you. Did you recall years ago there was a show on HBO called Deadwood? Do you remember this show? Yeah. Okay. So this show ran, we all think, shorter than it should have. And then there was talk of they're going to make a movie. They're going to make a movie. Going to make a movie. And so we're talking like I remember being like 10 years ago. They've been talking about this movie. They've recently discussed this movie happening, and it's like, yeah, wait a minute. How are they going to look? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like the Entourage movie. Yeah, like what? Uh, I mean, because in, in fact, they're not comic book characters. They're not going to look the same in, the, in these pages. They're going to look like older people that should not be doing this anymore. Yes, very true. And I hate to be, I'm not trying to be an ageist. I mean, I happen to be aging quite well, as you know, but still. <laughs> Let's just let Netflix keep making these shows. I mean, where, where's the harm? Yeah. The- <laughs> like, uh, I'm enjoying Pun- the Punisher season two thus far. Um, let's, 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 uh, let's just keep this up. It's perfectly fine. But you know what, though? That's why I also enjoy, like, let's just cut these corporate ties. Umbrella Academy, here we come. Yes, let's do it. Yes, 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 yes. There you go. All right. Hey, well, that's all I'm- we got. So, yeah, anybody listening to this that has not read Umbrella Academy or has not seen any of the teasers for it, it's, it's going to be got high hopes. It's going to be a good show. You should check it out. Um, stick with us this week too. We've got the interview with the creators behind Spencer and Locke coming up. Uh, next week we'll have Avengers No Road Home. Uh, maybe we'll talk briefly about the, uh, the advanced issue of Spencer and Locke volume two that we have in our hands, courtesy of the creators. So, um, you know, lots going on and, uh, join the conversation too many comics.com. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, uh, hit us up. We're always uh, willing to chat. That's what I'm saying. Ah!